what's the podcast called? Art Work Play. Uh, welcome to Art Work Play from Spec Work. <laughs> Kept you waiting, huh? So, today we are doing a playthrough of Death Stranding. Um, this is the uh, long awaited walking simulator. Uh, we have with us. Uh, our triple A only gamer, uh, Kale Weir. Hello. Uh, and Hideo, Hideo Kojima expert, I think, as well. Sort of. An expert of the lore. We're going to uh, be putting some questions to Kale. Yeah. I'm a, a, a road scholar um, about these things. <laughs> R-O-A-D. I, I, I pick up things here and there. I don't know much. I'm not a scholar. So a road scholar is someone who's like just not learning a th- on the road, scholar. sort of. I mean, like not a road scholar, you, you like street, a road scholar. It's like you have street smarts about Hideo exactly. Kojima. Yeah, like I played the games when I was a kid, and I remember things, but that's about it. So, I feel like the there are gamers who uh, might listen to this podcast, and there are non-gamers. I think we should give some context for Kojima. Uh, Death Stranding and maybe begin with MGS. Can you tell us a little bit about Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid's a very iconic uh, series of video games that's been going uh, the the Kojima versions I think have been going since like uh, 1998 or something but the game stretches back I think into the 80s there was like a weird I could be wrong about that uh, there were like very different versions but the Kojima ones, the Kojima-directed games um, are just, like, very classic examples of, like, amazing gameplay and cinema and, like, storytelling. Not cinema, like, cinematic gameplay. And He's sort of like a Tarantino figure, right? Like, he's, like, deeply nerdy about cinema in particular and about yeah. video games. And he's kind of, like, sifting pop references for their mythological potential or something like that. Definitely. And just kind of, like, there's no reason to insert them into a video game. But I don't know. He has, I don't know what's, uh, why his brain functions that way. But it's fun. Can, can you like think it. of an idea of an example of that uh, sort of ref, of a reference like that, Kel? So uh, Mel- Metal Gear Solid 3 takes place during like, uh, I think it's the 60s, like the late 60s. Um, um, before the Cold War, or I, I'm not quite clear on that, but uh, there's a save function. In order to save your game, you call a radio uh, number, radio frequency, and you save your game, and then the person who saves your data, she'll tell you about a movie that's currently playing in the theaters, like Godzilla or... Um, I, I, I can't remember. I haven't played the game in a while, but um, just like movies of the time, and she'll tell you all about it, and then Snake will say like, oh, I've, I've seen that one. Like, I like that movie. <laughs> and it just it doesn't really add anything to the story, I guess, other than kind of setting you in the time in which the game is occurring. I guess that... Does that make sense? Apart from the kind of like cinematic references and everything like that, there's also this. Um, he's he's definitely like aware of the medium in a way that other video games might not be. Like I think of the we talked a lot about the controller. What, sure. What was that again? Uh, in Metal Gear Solid One, or just Metal Gear Solid, I guess there's a boss battle with. Um, I really wish I could remember all the names. 
this boss battle with like a psychic psychomantis is his name, Sweet. and he's like a, a ESP master or whatever. And part of the boss battle is that he his attack involves um, making you think, like you, the player, that your TV. Um, has switched the video signal or something like that. Like it pops up like a blue screen <laughs> with some numbers in the corner. <laughs> and in order to break that, you have to unplug your controller from whatever port it's in and plug it into the next one, <laughs> like another available port. And then that lets you keep playing. And you kind of have to go back and forth like that. And so like that's really breaking the fourth wall, like in such a physical way. Um, that's one example. And, and also the um, in the lead up to the boss fight, he he reads your games or your system's memory card and sees if you have any other games by the same publisher and talks to you about them. I can't remember <laughs> what he says. I never actually played the PlayStation version, only the GameCube. And I can't remember if they still had that. Uh, I th that function in it. I think it's I think what is sort of like exceptional about it is that it's so rare uh, in like mainstream games to see that level of like self referentiality. Yeah. Um, and like, like their yeah, auteur thing or authorship or whatever. I mean, he definitely is um, keying into that very North American notion of, uh, of uh, authorship. And I think like this is in part where all the hype around this particular video game has come. So let me get why exactly did he stop with the uh metal gear solid universe like there was some controversy around that well uh they're making the last game metal gear solid 5 and i cannot remember because he had his own game making studio right like he it was just kojima or something i no i think kojima came after he was part of konami oh right, 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 um, right uh, he worked for konami and they were making metal gear solid 5 and I don't know if it's just that it took so long for it to be produced. Um, they got fed up with him. And I think he, I don't know if he was fired or he quit during the production of the game. So it, uh, on its release, it's like, it's this un, unfinished game. It's very unfortunate. It's, it's quite, it's quite wonderful. And it's like, it's so sad that the last chapter in this like incredibly iconic series is, uh, it's just unfinished. It's like, it's so, it's such a terrible feeling to play this, you play half the game and it's so much fun. And then you reach a certain point uh, and then you just start replaying old missions. And yeah, the story doesn't, the story kind of goes somewhere, but it's like, it's too, yeah, it's, it's quite unfortunate. Wasn't there also um, the Silent Hill uh, PT? Was that also a thing that he was working on or am I wrong? Yes, I believe he was working on that. Uh, he was supposed to make a new Silent Hill game as well. Um, which was going to involve Norman Reedus, who is the is the the model for Sam in uh, Death Stranding, your main character, and is from The Walking Dead and all that. Um, but I th I believe that project somehow morphed into Death Stranding, or at least the fact that uh, Norman Reedus was to be the main uh, character actor. Um, yeah. So when does the hype begin to build? Like in 2017, they first announced this, or well, I feel like it was much longer than like I feel right. like Is, I, I've been hearing about this game for because so notoriously it's long. a huge wait for his games. Yes, I think Metal Gear Solid Five came out in 2014 or 15. Okay, but again, I I don't know dates. I just know uh, I remember hearing about things. 
Um, yeah, that's all. So this you, game, there's usually in the games you're playing like a sort of mercenary character, right? That's what Snake is, or um, well, at different times he's um, an agent for like the. I think in Metal Gear Solid Three, he works for the CIA. Um, probably in Metal Gear Solid One as well, he also works for the CIA, and he kind of goes. He becomes a rogue at certain points. Like in Five, you're actually playing Big Boss, who is the uh, the father of Solid Snake, um, and he is just his. He is a mercenary in that one, having previously worked for the CIA in Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> And then how frequently do these plots do like these like they're, they're like in this story there's very clearly some cultural references there's like a very contemporary reference to the I mean John always fancies our the uh, thematic through lines in our first podcast we talked about Fudora this you're essentially a gig worker making deliveries right yes and um, as my brother pointed out he was texting he's like this is also like an economy of likes yeah so like the, there's no money um it's like there's no money everything is shared like if you need resources people just give them to you or you find them out in the wasteland um but other than that it's not even like a currency it's just like you receive likes when you complete tasks uh, like when you do people favors basically or take pictures of yourself um but also, it, it, it's at least not clear to me at this point where the likes go because also you can see other players and like who has the highest light count in the game. Does it connect to Liftbridge? I don't know what that is. Um, so uh, it's kind of like an open world game too, is that right? Like people can leave like ladders and ropes. Yeah, yeah. It's like if, if you're familiar with Dark Souls, how people would leave their call sign around the map and you could enlist their help um, in this way, in, in this game rather, um, People leave. You use ladders and and um, climbing ropes to traverse obstacles and bridges, and people can set those up in the world. And once you're connected to the network, you can use other people's um, tools for uh, clearing obstacles. This is other players. And you like those too. You can like those, yes. And you, people can also just leave signs that you know point that point at things or tell you to slow down. You can like those. Even just using a ladder that someone's put out gives it a like. But then you can also tap a button to give it a certain number of likes um, within like five seconds. And then after you gain a certain number amount of experience, um, the game lets you like more times within 10 seconds or something like that than you previously were allowed to. And we're also meant to believe that like the like the quote unquote bad guys are also thriving off legs, right? Yeah, they're supposed to be like addicts. Uh, they're supposed to be cargo addicts, which I don't really, there's so much in this game, I just have no fucking clue <laughs> like what they're talking about because there's not a whole lot of exposition, um, at least through the cinematics. There's a bunch of stuff I just haven't read. I meant to, but I didn't. Um, Apparently there's a lot of lore dumps in the emails. <laughs> yeah. That's what I told you. It's like, I, I know that and I haven't even read. Them. Right. Um, I, I've read a couple of them. And it, oh, what was it? There's something about it implies that like in the past, the game refers to the past society, which I think is referring to us. But there, how there were these social networks where people would post photos and and um, and videos and texts and people would like them and it would kind of drive up their oxy 
oxytocin levels. I can't remember what word it uses or if it's even real or not. Oxytocin is a thing. Yeah, it's a connect. It's a it's a it's a hormone that's released when you feel connected to somebody, which would make sense because this game is its themes are connection, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, there's lots of connecting, and you even part of like bringing um, outposts and like weird things into your into your network. Um, it's like you're trying to rebuild the United States, basically. The United Cities of America, they call it here. The UCA. <laughs> um, so in, in finding new people, you have to bring them like oxytocin stabilizer drugs or something like that. Because without them, they'll go crazy and try to take your cargo away. Like, I don't know. It's... Yeah. So are are the other players... Do you do you meet other players who are played by real humans, or is it like Dark Souls, where um, they're well, Dark Souls you actually meet them. In this game, oh. you do not. You just see oh, okay. like the um, there there are yeah like the only ways to interact are are through leaving things for other people to see, leaving traces. But doesn't time traces. fall like eventually like erase everything too? I I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> you can like I can take down other people's like I can remove someone's ladder or their sign or whatever. Um, but time fall like also decays things rapidly. It does decay. Th- I, I don't know about signs, but yes, if you even things that are on your back, like your cargo, will decay in the rain. And I'm sure all the structures eventually, like if if you don't, um, if you don't rebuild them or like put resources back into them, I think they will go away. Although I haven't, I don't have any concrete evidence of that. It's kind of random. Like you just go out one day and there's you know, three more bridges where there weren't any before hmm. or, you know, things just kind of pop up and go away. There, There is like sort of a random element. Like I, I've spent like 15 hours just around the first couple of towns because I thought that there was like a finite amount of packages you had to deliver, but they just kind of randomly generate. Because people Maybe can... not randomly, but it's like, you know, they just kind of appear. Then you go back uh, and there's more. And so the packages are... Um connecting people what what is that so it um, i it's I, nostalgic work right like they reintroduced this work it was automated out yes uh some of that exposition we were talking about is they mentioned that people in our age did not like automation um so that they so they had to invent new jobs for people to do because they just needed to have something some work to do um but in the future, I heard today that um, all this, all the cities that people live in, they're all like underground um, to escape the effects of the time fall, which is like rain. And that, the BT, um, right? Yeah, the BT are are like the spirit monsters <laughs> that uh, they're both weather they, systems essentially. Well, the the BTs like hide in the time fall, or like you only yeah. encounter them if it is raining. Um. So yeah, people live underground and there's nothing really connecting them. So um, you are part of this new job. Not a, It's not a new job, but you're a courier. But uh, the only way for people to interact, like send things is like people, you give them to people like Sam who walks across the landscape uh, delivering packages. I want, Actually, what I want to do is I want to pivot back to kind of like the hype that built up uh, in connection to this game, I feel like there's an interesting thread to pull. Uh, one of the things that we recurred to, that we returned to, is kind of like um, the. I think John, you talked about it as an inane argument of whether or not video games are art, and in a certain popular sense, 
uh, Kojima is like really, really um, approaching that in kind of like a blockbuster triple A sort of way. I mean, not in the same way as Call of Duty, though. Like, Go on. Ooh, I've rested for 27 minutes. <laughs> like Call of Duty is like literally like a movie um, where it's like about these huge cinematic mo like moments that are threaded throughout the entire game. Um, but I think Kojima's games, while having like half an hour long cutscenes um, that kind of feel like nothing else you've ever seen in a video game before, they still are about like very simple mechanics in Metal Gear Solid. It's about sneaking around. Um, in this game, it's just walking, walking around and delivering cargo. And it's like very tedious. Um, it's like interacting with the menus is not fun. <laughs> like, it's just, it's very tedious. Um, but then there is this, Good morning, Sam. there's a cinematic layer on top of it. Um, that I don't, I don't know why it's just so intriguing. There's so much mystery and like, they don't explain anything. It's so convoluted. Like your name is Bridges. Your mother's name is Bridget or something like that. It's like, <laughs> and your mother's the president, your right? mother's the president, but like you were adopted <laughs> and they just kind of like say this offhandedly as though you knew. Uh, yeah, it's very strange. Now we're seeing some monster energy drink product placement. Oh, oh yeah. I can drink monster. I'm kind of feeling like uh, the reason that I wanted Shit. to go to all the hype is because it really reveals the uh, like all this stuff about avoiding spoilers was was like seemed like really accelerated and pronounced for this. Like people not wanting to watch the trailers and people not wanting to. There was like Sony put out an embargo about what you could and couldn't talk about as a reporter, even though uh, reporters had like three weeks um, advanced. Uh, like they could they could log in and play it for three weeks in advance and i think that there's like in a certain sense this video game is very interested in cranking up the uh experience element of things thinking here of like it's like it, there is a kind of marvel universe thing about it like i was listening to the soundtrack today and it's all this pop pap oh, it's awful it's so brutal it's a bunch of like radiohead rip -offs. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah there's nothing i want less than to hear music while i'm experiencing this environment but it's like, also it's also getting like uh like guillermo del toro for instance is an actor in it and yes that's you seem well, to get a sort of nod what's that i have no idea i've not been here before when i came here last night it was nighttime so i have no idea where i am so there's there's several actors or you know the, the, most of the cast is made up of real life actors who just kind of pop in and out so can we get a description of what um you're doing right now kale like or what you're seeing so, right now this is the exterior of um I believe this is Port Not City. And you're and all the cities in a in a, you're next to a large sort of uh, like building. <laughs> so this building is um, uh, each city and each like way station. Not maybe not every way station, but each kind of place that you can rest and deliver cargo looks like this. There are ones that are a bit smaller where you cannot enter inside. But this is kind of like. This is the entrance to the city. Well, well, who knows about that? Um, 
I really don't know what this building is. <laughs> Again, I got here this morning, I should say, not last night, and then just got fed up watching cutscenes because I had to go to work, <laughs> um, where I do the same thing that you do in this game, except with a car. <laughs> which all my favorite games are just moving things around, which is what my real job is. So what you I'm not even see, sure where I'm supposed to go. What we're seeing, I should go back and accept an order. What we're seeing in the 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 play from Kale is he's running around sort of a desert area, kind of Nevada or like California-esque. Um, there's mountains in the back, and he's like entering what could be like a trans. Uh, it, it almost looks like a transit hub, but I guess it's more yeah, an entrance to an no, underground I, city. It's a cargo, cargo hub. No, hub. I, I, okay. I was mistaken there. You, you're more correct. Um, uh oh, our Sam's so take on an to get order. This is kind of how you experience the main story Ooh. is through accepting cargo deliveries. Wow. There are certain ones that are, are just that will will not progress the story, and others that will. So um, you're navigating a menu, and you're saying that these menus are pretty. Um, uh, annoying to navigate, but they're sort of diegetic menus, right? Like they're they're in the game world. Yes, it's like I'm in, I'm supposed to be interacting with the terminal right now. <laughs> there, there's certain elements of it that are are very tedious, and others that are not. Do you have to clock in and out? No, you don't. You're just always you're always on the clock. So yeah. I listened to a podcast that was 69 episodes deep about. <laughs> Death, <laughs> about, about Death Stranding, episode 68 was about 30 tearful minutes of this. And I don't, like, I'm not saying this to, it's like, really funny. rip on this guy rip or on shit him. on this guy. Uh, He's a coward. He's I, weak. I feel like it's, like, very interesting. I, I'm going to play some of his podcast. Uh, you know, I just, part of me feels like openly subbing um, a lot because, uh Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with Metal Gear Solid, and uh, Yoji Shinkawa's style influenced my own sketching style. I think a month out, next time it's going to just be a month out. When we're a month away, away from release, it's just, I'm just not going to fucking do anything. I'm going to unplug completely. Like, I'd, I, I'm serious. Because this is shit's important. You know, you want these, you want to have these moments be as effective and as beautiful and as untainted as possible. I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to talk about Death Stranding. Can you believe that? I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I just want to just sit in front of that beautiful TV, sit down, probably cry for a bit. I'll probably just fucking cry once I put the disc in. Just sit there like a fucking sobbing idiot and just cry. Beautiful scenes. Very interesting scenes. Too much. Too much. Everything's been so cryptic so far, and that's a full-blown story trailer. It's too much. Seeing Mads in the coat was too much, and seeing Troy hold Norman by the face with the golden mask was too much. Seeing Leia and Sam and Sam disappearing is too much. I just hate it. I just want to push everything away. I want everything to disappear. I just want no memory. I want to start all over again. I want to have completely forgotten about Death Stranding. But we really do have no idea of how special this game is going to be. 
I don't know whether to review reviews. I don't know what to f what the fuck to do right now. I don't know what the fuck to do. All I know is that it's got a bunch of 10s out of 10s. It's so much more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. It's so much more wonderful than I could have ever imagined. Seeing that trailer. And I feel so shit. I feel like an idiot. For spoiling any amount of it. I really should have just seen that first trailer in 2016. You know, I knew it would be rare. I, know, I knew it would be this special thing. But just from seeing that, I just already know it's like it's too late now. This is such a rare thing, folks. We have no idea. You really have no idea. I thought we had no idea. But we really do have no idea of how special this game is going to be. I'm probably going to look back on this actual recording and just laugh my ass off. Like, what the fuck, you mopey bitch? It's like a dream come true. It's like a fucking dream come true. It is so promising. Everything in that trailer is so intriguing. But I think it's very interesting culturally because... Uh, he'd watched the he'd watched the second trailer. He felt very connected to it. Kojima said, "You know, go out and share this trailer with your friends." He talked briefly about how, uh, you know, Kojima is like a father figure to him. So it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if this is like a limit case, an outlier, or if it's illustrative of, like, if video games need to teach um, a general population, need to teach gamers. A certain idiom so that it can produce this sort of affect that we equate with art it seems like all the hype that's happening with this game is like amounting to that on the other hand that we do see a moment where there is where this is like uh, oriented we are oriented towards an experience economy Th that article i was telling you about both about simon reynolds talking about concept tronica talks about how contemporary experimental Electronic music um, it goes heavy on the immersive experience. You see this a lot in festivals, and I feel like the the this video game is was really trying to capitalize on the uh, the experience economy element of this video game dropping. I mean that, but I but I feel like it's still only in like a very traditional way of like, oh, we're going to release this thing on this date and you don't know what it is until it comes out. Um, but it, it doesn't do things that other d games do where they're like, oh, here's the in, like here's the, the iPhone app that you can use while you're playing to interface with the game. It's not that kind of immersion. Yeah. I, th I think it is more traditional. It's, it's more like a movie. It's, or, it's, it's unique. And this is going back to the auth auteur thing where it's like it's being hyped as the product of daddy uh Kojima. yeah like it's it, oh, it's it's because it's him that it's like it's not it's not like you know the the hype makes me think of um reminds me of like a marvel movie or, or star wars movies that get hyped because they're part of like these franchises that have been like we've been battered over the head with by like corporations for a long time yeah but this is like not yeah. not a uh it's not a franchise it's first in a game it's just because it's tied to the kojima brand but well, it yeah, will like, be a franchise it's like this is his new band exactly yeah. and he's <laughs> and already like, talking about the good? sequel what, was that I, a like that we just passed? Like that smile floating LED that, smile in the air? This is a sign. Oh, okay. And this is just, you know, I could... I actually like to dismantle the signs that are around the transit hubs. 
um, because I feel like it's cheating. Uh, it's like, well, of course you're going to get a like because I'm just walking past you. So I'm going to take it down. I don't know what that does. So do you <laughs> like, I don't know if it disappears forever or it just disappears from my game. So but I hope that it goes away because I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, put it in a cool spot. I don't want to just like this because it's right here in front of me. Oh, this is somebody else's like. He's just trying to like, like be the first yeah. person. To, and then somebody expects He's just trying you. to be the first person to. It's just one of these things like. It's like in social media when a famous musician dies and you want to be the first to post <laughs> the great picture of it. <laughs> or like the first, like big comment, first comment. First yeah. comment. Oh my God. <laughs> It's, uh, if you could delete people's posts in real life, would you do that? True. Yes. Oh, wow. That'd be so, so or, powerful. Uh, this was, I, it was very <laughs> silly of me to, like, try and actually play the game, like, play the story while I'm doing this. So I have no idea where I'm even supposed to go. Oh, yeah. So Kale just look left. At look at your handcuff. <laughs> he just left I the, picked the up commerce hub, cargo hub, and it's looking yeah, at a map. With the cargo that I've got to deliver. So the delivery guy has like an iPhone watch, an Apple watch, whatever, but it's also connected to a handcuff. There's something like- a Well, the handcuff cuff? is, the handcuff is the watch. Well, but you'd have both of the cuffs around one wrist and they just don't explain that. Wow. So, and your mom is also the president? Yeah. She's dead at this point. <laughs> but, you, but, she, but she's tasked you with reuniting America. I feel like there's something very bizarre about this um, uh, Haraway talks about SF, like um, speculative fabulation, science fiction. This is like definitely a species of SF. But there's something very bizarre about a speculative future in which, like, you're a nostalgic gig worker who's paid in likes. Like, I, it's hard for me to it's... actually see the. Like, is this like is this susceptible to like uh, an interpretation that, like. What, what, where does this take us, I wonder? Don't you think it seems like it's really trying to just be of the moment and in, in a big way that like science fiction always does extract, well, really doing okay. the That's my question though, but where? that's my question. Where does it take us? It doesn't take us anywhere. This is not like a Ursula Le Guin speculating on gender or Parable of the Sower talking about like, uh, you know, what... Um, um, what sort of conditions would would necessarily produce a socialist community? It's it's or like what was that one you were talking about, John? The one where people like thought and socialized in music. Like this is this is something that offers uh, offers uh, an opportunity to interpret and to make meaning, whereas this seems to be really focusing on the experience economy and really not offering as much opportunity for interpretation, I don't think. Is it very much like Black Mirror, the video game? Um, like, in some ways, yes. Well, like, the likes thing is literally a Black Mirror episode. Um, Several, no? Maybe, yeah. I wanted to show this before, but I totally forgot when I went um, into my room. Um, as you enter your, your room, it's supposed to be where you rest. You go to sleep upon first entering. Oh, fuck. Um, and so are you going to piss now? Is that what's going to no, happen? No, people are going to start chasing me now because I have cargo. Whoa, whoa. Oh, um, the people who are like... Okay, wait, wait, wait. I want to finish this. Yeah. I want to finish this bit, though. Um, so you, it, it shows you waking up 
and either uh, before you went to bed or during sleep, your handcuff, one of your handcuffs has come off. Um, so part of waking up for Spears you Spears are is, being chucked at him. Yeah, now are these, I have no idea what to do here. These are the, these are the, the guys who want the likes. Yeah, I have to fight them. You need your blood rope, dude. Well, I can't blood rope them while they're here. I've never actually died in this game, so I I think it'll be fun to see what happens there. <laughs> so what? If it, if it, you continue with your bit, Kale. What happens to the handcuff? So, so you're, you're part of your daily routine. Uh, I'm just gonna die here. We're gonna getting have to, lit up. He's got, I can't he's, think and got at the same time. I'm an idiot. He's getting hobbled. Um, he seems to have got a burst of stamina now. Uh, oh, he just ran through an electric field. So part of your morning ritual is waking <laughs> up and shackling yourself literally to the network. Um, Some of it's very on the nose, eh? I guess that's it, yeah. Like <sighs> Black Mirror as well, it's like, yeah. On, I'm going to die. On the nose. I really wish I had my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I left it on the other side of the pond. Take one of their spears. I have no idea. I've never done this oh, one. Nice. He's in hey. bullet time now. Oh man. Maybe it's you really can grab the, the spear that they dropped. So you're fighting people right now who are addicted to cargo? No, addicted yeah. to likes, which are cargo. I think they're kind of, it's kind of like, is this me dead? Knocked out. What does that mean? Oh, God. I'm going home, buddy. Wow. They're going to steal your cargo. Mm -hmm. What's that? All cargo has been stolen. Carried oh, yeah. outside of hostile territory. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I've never. I fell off a cliff once. Like within the first minute of play, I fell off a cliff. And that's the only death I've experienced. Yeah, it's well. What so about the sort of comparing it to the sort of science fiction wow, that I like yeah. to read, where it's about like, uh, yeah, sort of like more so coming from material conditions place. This seems almost more like fantasy but with very like of the moment themes and also i wonder if it's more if like if it's innovations instead of happening in the i don't know talking about uh like possibilities or like giving us places to extrapolate from from it um maybe it's more so in the formal innovations uh, the formal storytelling qualities it has as a video game but at the same time, it's pretty straightforward video game in terms of the, like, what you do in it. You're moving around third person. It's very straightforward. Like, it's so simple. Like, what, about, what you have to do. It's literally just moving from point A to point B. What, what about the, the systems? Is there anything unique about the systems? Uh, in what way? Uh, like, is he introducing anything kind of new or in Like, I feel like th it's a very poetic mechanic, the time, the, the time fall. Like, yeah. I think like the fact that rain ages you, you can see some of the physical ramifications. It also like impacts your ability to move from point A to point B. And then there is something. Well, no, you can kind of just go through it. The only, cause you have a suit that just protects you from the only. It doesn't, yeah. Your it rain just destroys your fine. cargo. Yeah, That's but if it touches you, isn't there like a cutscene where if it touches you, it kind of like ages you? Yeah, what well, about the baby that you're carrying? That isn't that supposed to be like you or some your clone? Uh, no, oh. no. The um, I feel like we're oh, wading God. into a territory where, oh yeah, so baby. Okay, so Kale's just looked there... down at his uh 
at my BB. That's your baby. They call it, it's, it's called BB. BB. And no, no, no. BB, like the letters BB. It's, it's, it stands for bridge baby. Are you serious? So, so you didn't name this? Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, it's called that. It's called um, BB and BT. So you can soothe it right now. And I like to do it and then send my girlfriend pictures of me soothing he's the BB. He's cradle. He's holding his, uh, he's holding, what are you pulling? The two triggers? No, I'm just, I'm just rocking the controller He's back rocking his dual shock and it rocks the baby. <laughs> what if you and shake look, it really fast? See the fast. little bubbles or hearts? No. I think that makes it angry or something. Shake him, baby. <laughs> no. Don't do I it. wrong. Oh, yeah, see, he the baby like hates it. it. The baby's. See, now his happiness is going down. Oh no. Can you shake eh, it nicely again? Yeah, I'm soothing him. I blame Cap for that. Yeah, I also agree. Oh, look, he seems to have forgiven you. So yeah, I like to send my girlfriend pictures of this, and she says it's me, uh, and BB stands for basic bitch, or bridge, <laughs> something like that. Do, um, so what does the baby do? Um, so... Um... No, I'm not the, supposed to be the only one who has access to these BBs like other uh, couriers do as well. And so they are the products of um, what they call still mothers who are like uh, brain dead um, parents, of, uh, you know, mothers of these children. Um, and they are supposed to bridge the world of the living and the dead. These yeah, two, this because, is an important storyline that we haven't really talked about. Um, because it's like there's they're taken out of the womb at 28 weeks old, which is apparently the 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 line. I don't I don't know where they get this, but they say the line between the living and the dead. Um, so there's this whole other element that I don't fully I haven't really found out in uh, through gameplay. Just I've watched a couple of videos. Um, so apparently uh, within this world the afterlife has been discovered and is like a fun, you know, it's a, f oh shit, they see me again. I'm going to die again. Um, but you don't have oh any no, cargo. Have, yeah, so maybe they won't. They might just not like that I'm in their town. They're getting horny for your potential cargo. Um, I'd get your BB. What do you mean? It's there. He has nothing to do with these. Um, so the, the, the purpose of having a BB is to help you sense the BTs, which are these um, these horrible enemies that if if you are killed by them, it causes what's called a void out, which is like a huge explosion that destroys everything around you. It's never happened to me that I've been killed by one of these things, but apparently uh, it will forever leave like a huge crater in your uh, on the game's map. Yeah. Uh, if you are killed in this way. Wow, what the fuck? What's the, Whoa, cool. What's the name of the Scientology thing where you have, like, when someone have negative energy, like, they have a... Oh, uh, Thetan levels, right? Uh, say it again, sorry? Thetan levels or Thetan levels. Um, they have they have some acronym that sounds like BT that... Uh, um, hmm. Anyway, that's what the BT... E-meter? Is that what you're thinking? No, uh, uh, this that the BTs remind me of a Scientology thing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So Kale just discovered a kind of like post box where that's full of cargo. Well, and... it's full of the cargo that was stolen from oh. me. This is like um, the bad guys are called mules. I, I don't. I mean, I guess that has like a, a, an obvious yeah um, connotation. Connotation. I don't know if it's an acronym though. So. So I'm just basically stealing this back. It's kind of stupid that they didn't try and kill me. 
because I just walked into their base basically and took my <laughs> stuff back idiots. that they stole from me. They're just going to kill you so, again, though. And so, did you well, just use the auto stack function? No, because it's the fuck. same thing as. Uh, I just got to get out of their territory. And it's the same thing as the MGS mechanic, where you can sneak around and stuff like that. The I mean. What's happening now is that I really should have just planned my route around their territory. And so that's like a big part of this game is, is supposed to be like taking the time to plan where you're supposed to go, like what um, what territory you go in or like what you could actually traverse, what you have the tools to traverse. Like oh, wow. if I had a ladder, I could put it across this gap right now, but I don't want to take a ladder because it weighs too much. I'd rather uh, collect cargo that I can get the uh, return for likes. The Scientology thing I was thinking was, it, you're right, it's it's operating fate, it's OTs. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. And the, the Thedans are the are the souls? Bad spirits, yes. I think souls that got, like, that didn't leave Earth or whatever, yes. So it sounds sort of... Which is interesting because, like, the BTs here are fully just demons that come down yeah. from the sky. And, and suppose... So there's this other con... Um, they call the the um, the bridge point between uh, our life and the afterlife the beach. Oh yeah. And um, it's supposed to function as this like purgatory, I guess. And so, like Ben saying, these BTs are souls who have been trapped, I think, in in the beach. Although apparently there are multiple versions of the beach. There are different ones for uh, different people, and apparently they can be shared. And. So the time fall is like that we mentioned before. It's like rain that fast forwards. Uh, oh wow, I'm I'm going off on something I don't fully understand. It's it's somehow linked to this uh, purgatory. Um, there's an energy called corallium. Uh, corallium, that, yeah. Corall uh, yeah. Um, it kind of grows around, and it's apparent. It's it's somehow linked to the apocalyptic event that. Uh, that has to do with extinction, the, and it has species. to do with the gap between the living and the dead, or something, right? Like this rift between the living mm. and the dead. Is God, the, I really uh, wish I could watch that video more than once. Is the apocalypse today. the reason for the apocalypse? Is that explicit within the gameplay, or, or like, it's, you know? It's connected to the insularity of that. It's like basically people have started getting away from each other because dying causes those huge explosions. Oh, so people need to like oh, get wow. away oh. from each other. I haven't experienced that explanation in the game, only through reading things that I guess people who have actually finished the game hmm. have written or made videos around. I think it's pretty early on. I think it's when the, your, your mother tells you to save America. Yeah, I probably just stopped paying attention. <laughs> Is it, the cutscenes are long and, you know, I want to look at my phone. <laughs> or like think about how I want to go to bed or watch TV or go to well, work. Well, usually in video games, cutscenes, like I think we've mentioned this already, but usually in video games, cutscenes are maligned because it's not taking, the idea being it's not taking advantage of what the medium has to offer to tell stories in an interactive fashion. Instead, like the idea, like the idea being that you're resorting to um, a, a more blunt way of delivering information than telling yeah. Describing things through mechanics. So it's it's funny it's funny that or like I've never I haven't played a Kojima game really before. Um, so I've always because he's also known to be so cinematic, but at the same time to be such a seminal designer. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting how he lives in both of those worlds because like to me 
like there's nothing more iconic than like the first time I played uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and there was like a half hour cutscene and I was just so shocked. It was like, I can't believe they're doing this. I have to pee so bad. Like, I just want to go to bed. Um, like, I have to go to school tomorrow, but this game just won't end. Um, so Kale but, just made a delivery and he's like planning his new route. Yes. This is the first of three deliveries that I that are like main story missions. And so that's what you like to contribute. Well, that's the connection level I have with this outpost here. I got 123 likes from doing this uh, specific delivery. Somehow it wasn't damaged, even though it was stolen by uh, maniacs. <laughs> maniacs. Well, the mules wanted the likes too. They're motivated. I, yeah, it's true. They're just like but they didn't the do a very good job of delivering them. So, Kat, I was thinking about yeah. So apparently, all the like filling out. Yeah, like you know. Are we looking at your technology tree or something? Or no, this is just kind of the result of all oh. the the deliveries that I've done. Um, it's kind of I hate the way there's I, I'm pointing at the screen in real life, but it doesn't mean <laughs> um, the the bottom right corner or uh, edge of the star is all red, and it's like the most filled in, but it's also the miscellaneous tree. <laughs> so it's like it's annoying that that is the one that grows the fastest because it doesn't mean anything specific. Or mean what it, is it referring? Just, um, points that you've gotten. Well, so all different aspects of the way in which you delivered the cargo, like how far you went, or or like how much, like um, certain trees of this star uh correlate to different aspects like like if you did it really fast or if the cargo is re really good condition or if you've made a bridge to a new way station but then the miscellaneous i i have no idea there's there's all sorts of different things that it kind of tallies up who's this hologram that you're talking to right now mm -hmm. he is i guess my contact point at this way station but he's not coming up above ground he's just no so so far, I don't think I've only interacted with the bad guys who want to steal my cargo. Otherwise, everyone else is a hologram that I can see. Because apparently th this goes back to the, like, uh, the underground bunker cities. Like people don't move around all that much. Um, but they also use they use this corallium network um, that they don't fully understand. And they um, to transmit holograms and stuff. Uh, like in the first long sequence, you're talking to Guillermo del Toro, and then at some point you realize that he's not actually there with you, but you wouldn't really know. And there's something also about your character having a phobia where he doesn't like to be touched. Um, but he gets beat up all the time. Not all the time. Yeah. I, usually, I usually ride my motorcycle really fast around this guys, <laughs> but I didn't bring it across the water with me. There's this whole ace discourse that happens as a result. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I he just doesn't like being touched. What ace? What do you he mean? Bruised. Right? What's ace? Do you mean asexual? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not really any sexual elements, I guess, that I've uh, encountered at least. No, no, but it comes up in the gameplay. I mean, in the emails and the lore dumps they have. Yeah, I guess I should have read those. <laughs> uh, I really had meant to do that today, but. Uh. Well, one, one, one way that, uh, like, a, a, a big assertion that this uh, game is making about 
um, the future is like what infrastructure will be like and how infrastructure mm. will last from now till uh, th- when this game is taking place and like it it being this sort of thing that we, they still have like some equivalent of the internet and some equivalent of Amazon or whatever, but um, like some equivalent of corp the cor- of like corporate America that exists today, but it's like this fragmented thing that people don't really understand or know what it is. Well, it's it's been established within this like, it's like they've figured out that the afterlife is real and and they that is what it. lets them do holograms and like share information. So it's like it's kind of like rebuilding society in the wake of this, like what's that word? Like paradigm shift it's or like whatever. The, so the, the, it's the, the equivalent to like the information revolution or the industrial revolution. But now like, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of alluding to the fact that I guess I guess rather you get the sense that there's going to be a point in the game where it's it's exposed that it's not good that you're creating this large network. Like, um, you know, you are, uh, after all, like a government agent and you and they're just like, oh, yeah, we want to like get all the cities. We want to like unify the country and just through like subtle exposition. It's kind of I feel like it's going to come to a point where someone is going to tell me that it's not good. There's going to be a rogue agent. and So your mother lied to you? I Yeah, I feel like that is a Kojima, uh, you know, like there's always like twists and... and uh, He's notoriously I, a bad writer of women. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, your, your sister's here and she appears in dreams, but she looks hot and <laughs> you can see her ass through her dress very well. Um, but like you don't really need to, of course. But yeah, uh, there's usually some betrayal of the main character in some way or another, often by um, the the people who have sent you on a mission. Like like it happens all the time in Metal Gear Solid. Right. Uh, You find out that, you know, your commander is fucking your girlfriend or something like that, (laughs) who you thought was his niece. (laughs) And then he becomes a skull. It's like, that's another thing, like, all all of his games really bridge. I keep saying bridge. It's just annoying. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> they really balance um, this like very practical, these very practical elements with these very fantastical spirit worlds, I guess. Like the, the climax like it, is still, oh, your girlfriend's cheating on you, but like you exist as like a super mercenary. I mean, I guess more the fact that it's like you're just a soldier um, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Metal Gear Solid right now. Or here, it's like, you're just a courier, but then, like, you know, the um, afterlife exists, and you're um, you're in, interfacing with either, in Metal Gear Solid, like, um, boss battles with people who can, like, control your mind, um, or are made of bees, something like that. Uh, in this game, I, I've, I've kind of lost myself here. I think one... Hey, Kat- Go, go, Ben. No, no, you go ahead. Um, so there's a very like a a lot of ways people talk about a divide in design between uh, Japanese video game designers and American video game designers. Um, uh, the the most like the 
most obvious case of that is like the JRPG, so like the Japanese RPG versus the like Western American RPG. And there's different sort of just like, um, I don't know, vernaculars or styles that go alongside those, both in terms of the sorts of design as well as like the sorts of storytelling. And I think one uh, one characterization of a lot of Japanese uh, or, or of like Japanese design, especially in RPGs, is that they will have like more sort of like playing with the formal elements or like more willing to be experimental with those sides of things. And then also, of course, like um, having very like the stories being very fantastical. Um, I feel like uh, Kojima's thing has always been America has always been a focus in terms of content in his stories in a lot of different ways. Yeah, he's like he's like an otaku for America. Or, well, that's probably not the right way to say it, but he's like it does. There does seem to be an obsession with American media, at least um, like all, you know, all the characters. Like most of the characters in all of his games are all like white people, you know, um, and there's only like here. one black person in this game but it's like they're rather they're not japanese true yeah um all the characters in this are just like american movie stars it's interesting because apparently it's not getting good reviews in north america it's being well reviewed so elsewhere it's it's being poorly reviewed by users but apparently critics love it but actual on the ground uh, workers and uh, <laughs> people like me they don't like it huh. whereas i have uh, find very little problems with most things <laughs> I'm happy to, um, uh, other than music, um, and I'm just happy to uh, live in a different world other than this one happy to be that here. we all share. It's a little dark. Well, that's say. why I'm a gamer. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about that article that I sent by Teresa Heffernan, like, what do you think of this iteration of uh, SF? Like, what do you think of this iteration of? Uh, speculative fiction so uh, in that article she talks about how like a Jeff Bezos or an Elon Musk will uh, will be like oh you know we're just making the things that we saw on Star Trek it's like it was inevitable it was going to happen and uh, talks about a relationship to technology that seems to make it inevitable um, like how do you see this narrative playing out in in through through that lens yeah well it's it, it's interesting because it's like oh you can get the like you can you can uh have these sort of fantastical uh worlds like star trek that offers like a more equal society producing uh the inspiration for like elon musk um that's like it it, it doesn't necessarily the so all the 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 conditions don't have to be exactly the same to be reproduced. But um, in this one, it's in in Death Stranding. It seems like such a world that no one would want to be a part of. Uh, and I guess that's sort of like what is kind of a, a, a common trend with a lot of the uh, the more like speculative uh, uh, sci-fi that we see, like that's on specifically with black mirror or like i'm trying to just think of other content that would like uh, elysium with uh matt damon i think he's in that movie where it's like every all the rich people have left the planet to live in a beautiful space station off and if you have enough money yeah. you can buy your way onto it mm. but the not gattaca Ga yeah well gattaca has a similar instructive I, right 
I feel like the di- like of course it's uh, dystopias are very de jour. Mm-hmm. But there's something about. I also get the sense with this video game that we're on- we're only seeing like a-, a very small part of the universe. Like a lot oh, of the definitely. universe is- exists underground and on the far side of interfaces. And like you don't even see people. Yeah, which I think again, like I feel like it's some of the media oriented. Um, uh, like Kojima's awareness of the medium is where he excels. Like I feel like some of the some of the metaphor and symbol is like really painfully on the nose. But then like that, Ooh, raining. Here comes the here comes the time fall. Uh-oh. But like creating an open world video game where you can leave traces for each other. Uh, without ever encountering anything but um, non-player characters, that there's something really interesting about that part. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. Like the a, a, not well, that's not necessarily part of the story, but it's part of the the gameplay and like in that way. Yeah, it's a and message. it's thematically yeah. consistent. Yeah, and it's uh, unique for a game to really intentionally design itself to encourage players to have positive interactions between one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I mean, but that you're also there like assuming that I won't put like a climbing apparatus on somewhere that's going to get you killed. <laughs> well, you won't you know. be you're not incentivized. Like you won't be rewarded for doing that. No, yeah, the no. fact that you can collect likes from other players um yeah, a strength creates a strange moral code <laughs> or reward. Okay, but I guess what I was getting at, Kat, by asking that question is, does reproducing a like economy offer a meaningful criticism? Like we see in the Black Mirror, the one Black Mirror I thought was really clever is the one where um, you have- Where he fucks the head, pig's head. <laughs> I don't see that one, but it sounds That's really the first, hot. The first one. <laughs> the number one of um, one. <laughs> no, the cyber, where they have the cybernetic implant where you can play back things that happen. Is, and the guy constructs this idea that his wife is cheating on him. Right, yeah. The, the, there seems like something interesting in that ethically there seems to be kind of like an awareness of uh the impacts of technology and it and it kind of gives us like an ethical relationship to a technology that doesn't feel so far afield whereas this seems to be like naughty naughty but i don't know that it's i don't know that it's offering that interpretive space that think space that i feel like uh, a narrative might yeah i was leaving <laughs> I'm gonna pee in real life, then I'm gonna come back and pee. Oh, nice. Fucking meta, dude. I, See, this, so actually, that's a very good analogy for my critique of this game. Because it doesn't relieve you. Peeing in the game doesn't relieve you in real life. Is that what you're saying? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's anything? So th- I, I think that like maybe it's better to search for any like sort of potential. Any critical potential maybe is better to search for in the form rather than the content. Um, no, I'm, I disagree. I'm like too modernist for that. I, I think like I think like th- there needs to be a coherence of form and content. Sure, a lot and of people I, I, would just be absorbing the content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just am thinking. I also that is how I like. Guys, it. guys, Kale's back. <clears throat> what 
you say about me? Hey. John was just saying. Just saying your form Wait, doesn't really match your content. Can you tell me what this little oh, ding, dingly him. thing is? Uh, okay, got okay. him. Okay, no, wait. but John, I wanted to hear wait, John's thought. Sorry, John, go for it. Uh, Fucked him up. Check a pee on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think of something like, uh, I th yeah, I think the the most salient uh, critical um, uh, possible. Uh, possibility of like what kojima is doing this is a sort of like brechtian alienation between like the audience and the 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 content itself but that's occurring more at the level i guess that happens in the form and the content of the piece where the i mean you're you're always kind of alienated from the stories i find in most of his games yeah. it's like never you're no you're always kind of grasping at threads and just kind of accepting things that have been said and moving on as well but as the seems gesturing at the fourth wall and all that yeah it seems to me sometimes there's just like an accumulation of symbol and uh narrative that ultimately doesn't always add up to something I mean, that's what I'm getting from this game. I, d I don't know. Okay, Kale's gonna. This Whoa. is the big. This is actually the climax of this podcast episode. I'm gonna piss on the watchtower. <laughs> He's pissing on a watchtower. Kale is in, fighting in. the like economy. This is Kale's artistic performance I, piece, fighting the like economy. Wait, I'm gonna have to stand closer. It's annoying. You can't really what get a good. Can you see the camera. stream? You can. You just can't always get a good angle. <laughs> The title of this piece is Dude, Every Day is Leg Day. No, Every Day is Leg Day, bro. Yeah. Now Every Day is Leg do you Day. Have, See, it's like you... Do you, <laughs> do you have to pee at this tower or you're... Just, no. No, I just it's a performance to. piece, John. Do, can you, like, pee again after this or do you have to wait for a certain well, amount of time? I mean, I... I peed out about 250 <laughs> milliliters. Like Your a max cup. is you have a liter of piss inside of you, <laughs> and it takes a little while. And so when you when you when you urinate, these little mushrooms pop up, and that's another thing that you can like is other people's. You know, like if you had a really good piss today, you have like a really big mushroom. That's hilarious. Also, also the stream peters out in a very funny way. <laughs> Like as you reach the the, the bottom of your bottom, of your stores, yeah, J just like in real life, where when you don't have any uh, more pee to give, it uh, <laughs> it doesn't come out as fast. <laughs> so it is in the game. Okay. Uh, I wish I could like people's pee. Piss mushrooms. Well, it's winter now, so. Um, you could, if you find like someone's name written in the snow, you could put a like next to it. <laughs> so I'm going to try and find my way around. I think there's some of those bad guys, some mules around here. Um, so I'm going to try and find my way around. So this is a, some people have called this a walking simulator. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what have I done this whole time? Just other walked. than, yeah. I think this game is very gig core. I think it's like a job sim. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Oh, I should have noticed I was in the bounds. I generally but I mean, like science fiction that focuses on work. Mm -hmm. I find that usually science fiction or speculative fiction is pretty successful when it just focuses on, yeah, what people do day to day or what sort of... But uh, maybe that's more... Maybe I'm thinking more specifically literary. What would be an example of... Uh, sci-fi that doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good question. 
I mean, immediately I, I agree with you. I'm thinking of like 1984, and I'm thinking of the Left Hand of Darkness, and I'm even like uh, some of the William Gibson stuff. I guess pattern recognition is not. Oh, She's fuck. just kind of like one of these like people who seem to not have money and kind of uh, not need money, and she's kind of itinerant. When I think of... Uh, um, Running again. When I think of uh, uh, Asimov... He's being chased. When you think of Asimov... Yeah. I'd never read any Asimov. Oh, his stuff is ve it's very, like, grandiose, right? Like, it's, like, people... Oh, my God, this is stressful. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's being chased by a buggy. And the horn is blaring. That's and he's God running out of... Legs no, no I'm not. No, I'm not. Whoa! Oh, fuck! Shit! Fuck! Always oh, being shot fuck. at by stuff. But I mean, I like I agree that labor should totally right be middle. represented, and then it does get built in a lot of structure. But it's hard to it's it's, it's hard to imagine the a fiction fuck. that doesn't include it. Yeah, I guess some some. I guess nice I'm just one. thinking when I think Asimov, it's like very grandiose stuff, where there might be a yeah. part where it's like they flew a spaceship to the planet and then on the planet they found the device they were looking where it's it's more like people doing quests or, or whatever <laughs> the more fantasy so model which I think fits a sort of well with what works and doesn't work in video games where compare this to this game sort of reminds me of Skyrim just in that they're both open world games I guess maybe that's as far as it goes but think of I mean yeah God damn it. Kale's getting lit up. It's very hard to do all of these things at once. Yeah, you're doing a great job. I'm though. very. Oh, they have a car. You should steal so... it. I don't know if I can. You I wish... can't because you're going to get peppered. There's like a crew. I mean, there. I'm just going to. I just accept that I'm going to get. Well, I hit them both at once. Yeah, you're doing pretty um, good. I wonder if I can steal okay. this. That would be sick. Hop on. I don't know. I'll just run me over. <gasps> There's nobody in the park. Yeah, yeah. God it looks like it. if you press A, you'll probably get in. Why am I able to kick these guys' asses? You're know. the main Did character. Oh, yes. oh hell yeah! yeah. yeah, yeah dude. Truck. Kill this guy in a truck. Okay. Oh shit. So <laughs> crashes it immediately. <laughs> no. Um, so I remember reading that you don't actually want to kill anyone because. Uh, if anyone dies in the game, you have to in incinerate their body before it yes. blows up. So I just want to run away from this. So the, uh, well, I wonder if, if I can keep this truck. That'd be sick. Wow. Yeah, good truck. It looks like you can carry a lot of stuff in that truck. Yeah. Dang. So, uh, did, like, if your body dies, or if, you're, if you yourself die, do you, do you blow up in that area? I cannot die. Oh, cool. Um, That's neat. I am, I am what is called a rip repatriate repatriate <laughs> repatriate um and so sorry i you can die like in a traditional video game where your health runs out you can die like that but um your the character that you play technically cannot die um apparently his soul has a way he has like a particular affliction or something like that where his soul can always find a way back to his body <laughs> um from what is called the seam, which is like, uh, I guess it's the water outside of the beach. Huh. If we remember that. Yes. Uh, I, I really, I'm just kind of going around. Very poetic. When I start speaking, I, I no longer know where I'm going. <laughs> oh yeah, there's something there. So hopefully it just looks all right. <laughs> eh, ceramics, we might need that. That's not real art. <laughs> 
what the walking simulator genre is an interesting one to ping on this because it's usually it's it usually refers to like indie games like um much lower budget games gone home or, <laughs> sure. or proteus or uh edith edith um, like it's it's like a novel novelty thing yeah, or that it's uh, artsy. There's, it's, it, yeah, it's emphasis on the aesthetic mm -hmm. elements of it, especially with Proteus, where there's like this compositional element. And uh, I put all my cargo in the truck. And, Why are your footprints visible? Or it's, or it's about focusing on environmental storytelling, which is like a way of telling stories uh, through like your surroundings rather than didactically through like uh, cinematic cutscenes. Um, hmm. And obviously, it's interesting how much of it's sort of Kojima does maximizes both possibilities. There's like so much environmental he has storytelling. His cake and he eats it too. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's so much in the way of like cinema technique in this as well as the environment is saying a lot of things. Um, when I was getting uh, beaten up, you mentioned Skyrim. Oh yeah. And I feel like th this is like an open world that's so different from other ones and that just like there's so little here <laughs> like there's no one to talk like like a traditional open world game it's like oh there's, there's like 3,000 NPCs that all have unique dialogue and here it's like there's like 10 other guys who aren't trying to kill you and you never see them in person and the world is mostly nothing um so I like that. The, the it. Like it, it, it's very atmospheric. The open world genre is like often um, uh, criticized as being just overly focused on uh, dumping content onto you uh, rather than being about interesting gameplay or systems or mechanics. Yeah. Um, and that whole Whereas, the thing with Skyrim, when you look at the map and you've been playing it for a while, it's just like covered with these little icons dotting off different things you could do and like things that you don't give a shit about yeah 2000 <laughs> like, of those things that you never want to go to you can also marry let's not forget <laughs> i wish it was oh that. i never i never did oh you that never one. got married you could, oh. no i got married and i think i, I, doubt, the I got it for, damn i th i haven't played it on my pc yet i mean i, th I bought it on there Ooh. i think that one has the marrying oh, what am i doing I should go back to the part that I know. This is stupid. I have, a, Just like, I have one question. Um, it looks like you're traversing the entire United States. Uh, what? Yeah, it looks nothing like it. Like, there's all these weird, you know, valleys and stuff. <laughs> but also, is distance measured accurately somehow? Um, you you are. I mean, accurately like metric, yes. Or like, does it feel um, like? Are you? traveling like it uh, is it like, to scale you, is it, yeah is it to scale does it feel like you're traversing that amount of space i couldn't say i i mean like the majority of the trips that i take are you know a few kilometers um but there is quite a bit of like Oh, God. He's going to flop his truck. That was a trick, actually. Um, <laughs> Kale's doing some fancy moves in his truck. He's drifting. There's quite a lot of just, like, going back and forth, um, like, very routine kind of travel. Um, so they're kind of like... Oh, truck's batteries What the up. fuck is that Whoa. guy? Whoa! I have no Whoa. idea. That looks That's like cool. a, a dinosaur. Oh, I, I think it's just a hologram. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I'm at one of the stations. Oh, holographic robot dinosaur? Oh, th so this is just, this is some a structure that someone's made. I'm leaving this. Oh, you're gonna, this is a generator. You're going to like it? Yeah, I probably will, because it's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> so you can level up structures, and they be, I guess they become more functional, but then you can also customize them. Like, you can have a song playing here, and I guess whoever built this one has this huge dinosaur hologram or whatever it is. Oh, sick. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. All right, cool. we kind of are at time here. What? <laughs> I don't want to go to bed yet. I can still play. Kale, you got to get up and make deliveries I'm tomorrow. I'm going to keep playing. Well, get in your, this is very gonna... much like Kale's simulator where you get in your truck. <laughs> I can't believe oh, exactly. Kojima did a Kale sim. <laughs> no, all the best games are like Fallout, uh, <laughs> Skyrim less so, uh, and this. You just pick things up and you move them around. The Witcher, you go somewhere, you go back. Yeah. You get something, you go back. This one's pretty... It's it, perfect. It's true that all those other games are just mostly Ugh. what this game is, but yeah. this game's sort of distilling it down yeah. to uh, focusing in on that aspect. Well, so. just play the it's play literal. the Thief's Guild version of Skyrim, just that storyline, and you're just bringing things to one place or another. Yeah. Ugh. See, it's like, I wish I could just run this guy over. There's a mule adding him right now. But if you yeah, do right. kill him, then it expo he explodes. Does he immediately explode? See, like, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Oh. You have to think it's, it's, it's over like I don't... a certain timeline. I mean, there's only one incinerator I know of, and it's on the other side of the <laughs> of this lake. So I'm not going to. And you only have, Trifle. like, two days or something to do it. Do is that I are the weapons they back. use against you, like, stun guns or something in order to? Yeah, yeah they're, like, stun poles, it seems. Mm. Uh, I think, like, they'll shock you, and if you're you know, like I have a motorcycle back home. So where did all <laughs> the guns go in America? They don't really talk about that. I, I did see a hologram of a dude with a gun. Wow, if you can use these cars, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I wonder if you can, because I've seen them around, but I never tried to interact with them. Do you guys have anything that you want to okay, plug? Thankfully not. Kale, do you have anything you want? Kale should plug something. I, I don't have anything. Uh, Check out Kale's music I'm on uh, Tax Haven, Bandcamp Tax Haven. Is that right? Yes. It's good music. It's good electronic music. It's fine. How about what it's yeah. good. No, it's good. It's good stuff. Do you guys have anything to plug? Okay, wait. Whoa, wait, you got to let me go back down here. I got to show you the... Are you driving the car right? in there? That's pretty great. It might not let me store the car here. Okay, well, I, I want to show you that uh, cuff, handcuff thing. Okay. Um, there's still spaces available at the Brandscape. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to keep paying over there. <laughs> Johnny doesn't want to either. <laughs> Hush, don't let them see back What's behind that? the butcher's counter. Oh, yeah, they'll all listen. <laughs> okay, wait. Check this out. So I'm going to sleep right now. I don't mean to uh, make fun of this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to bed. See if you're ever invited on our podcast again. This is like a, this is all we got going for us right now. Fair enough, I guess, and it's all I have going for me right now too. Yeah, you're just waiting. Hey, look at things are gonna really pick up for you after this podcast. Okay, so see this. I got one cufflink on, the other is off. This is my morning ritual. 
plugging what? myself back in. What? Is there any like injection oh that goes like is there like a needle that is also hanging so out yeah, or there's, something? There's handcuffs hanging half off of one handcuff is on his wrist and the one it's attached to just hanging and then he just reattaches the hanging one to his wrist. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, there's two other things I want to show you, or a couple. No, I want to show you a couple of things here if we can. Oh, if, yeah. if I may, if I may. OK, so we're going to wait here a moment. Kale's cut. Kale's cuffs. And something's going to happen shortly. So this is we watch Sam here. Sam just nodding sort of at the. I hope. Nice hair. Come on, man. Very hair funny, physics. like idle animation. Yeah. No, 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 but there's this. Yeah, come on, it's coming. Maybe it's because I already peed, but he does this little thing where he holds his hands up as though he's begging, and then he points towards the bathroom slash shower. <laughs> oh yeah, you do gotta bathe him though. Okay, and another. I'll, we'll go to the shower in a second. Another thing is, you see these figurines behind me. You can look at them, but here's a crazy fourth wall break. So check this out. He gets up and he's like, "Look at this shit." Like what is that about? <laughs> what? And they look like they look like toy the, soldiers. Well, these are uh, enemies I've encountered in the game. So on the left, that's the mules. Um, but they do look like the green plastic army figures, except for some of them are yes. figures that are like show up in the game. Wow. These things, the flying things, those are the BTs. That's what they look like. So do although you usually can't see them. And then these are uh, these squid-looking things are bosses and. <laughs> When the BTs catch you, they they take you over to these like these creatures um, that look like hybrids of sharks and squid. I wish I had a, I should have just showed you that instead of just telling you about it. But those that's awesome. The way he like gestures at you to look at them is just that's yeah. insane. But and and it's like there's nothing else like that in the game. <laughs> it's, um, that's the only time. So I like I wonder what it like what does it mean or or what's it? It's not even like I don't even care about looking at these things, but. Like, this is such an entertaining gesture. It's like, why? It just seems like it's adding so much character to it, which I guess is something that is very nice about Kojima games, is that they're sort of full of character. He just winked at us. I wanna, I'm want. i going to take a shit now. <laughs> Great. Or to use the toilet sitting. <laughs> you can... and, <laughs> okay, and there's another good fourth wall break here. Oh, a little toilet sticks out. There's a little ad for Norman Reedus's TV show. And also, instead of farting noises, there's motorcycle sounds. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So Another mechanic I didn't mention is that um, um, <laughs> one of the weapons that you have against the BTs are called X-bombs, like EX. And it's called, like, I think it's short for excretion or excrement. So you can take a shower, and that'll give you one type of bomb. It, it, they, like, filter... They filter, you know, your shower water into a bomb and a, a, apparently it or your shit or your piss. Wow. There's three different types of bombs you can throw. Apparently there's something in your blood that um, uh, hurts the BTs. But specifically just his blood. But I like it. I like this as like a fetish thing. Like I want to collect like a hundred bottles of his piss and then. He has handprints on the um, back of his legs. See. Wow. X grenade zero, that's the shower one. And he gets out of the shower really fast and puts on his clothes. Oh, which wow. I feel like is because yeah. I feel like people really like this guy and they want to see him naked, but they're like, no way, we're not gonna let you. Well, we'll show you his ass a little bit, but <laughs> he's not gonna hang out in a towel. 
Damn, we'll have to wait till the DLC. Yeah. And I'll end I'll end it with drinking five monster energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. in a row. Does that impact your stats? For my next routine. <laughs> yeah, so um, you can boost your stamina by drinking the, like temporarily temporarily boost your stamina by drinking these. And the first three will boost it, but then after that you're just having fun. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so you, your stamina can be boosted by 25% and each can boost it by um, 10% up to that 25 limit. So the third one only goes up 5% and then after that, you're just having a laugh. That's beautiful. It doesn't affect like his actual... Like I wish it kind of uh, it affected the play of the game. Does it like, make you I have wish to would pee? Be a bit more. I think that is the only thing. But I wish it made you more erratic or mm. something like that. So Kale, did you get the sunglasses that you wear to do deliveries first, or did he they're, have them first? They're just there. No, but you have the exact same sunglasses. Oh no, I got those because I'm I'm an, a cool individual who has tactical style sense. Uh, so I bought those. <laughs> maybe the maybe the podcast art can be a picture of Kale wearing those sunglasses. Totally. That sounds nice. Um, I'm not done drinking the monster yeah, yet. I think Drink your last monster. Um, for those no, of you in Toronto, uh, on November 19th, starting at 7 o'clock at the Brandscape, we're doing a close oh, yeah. listening party. Uh, which basically means we're going to listen closely to uh, different uh, compositions and perhaps some performances and some field recordings. Uh, very nerdy stuff, but anybody who thinks they would be interested in that is welcome to come through. There will be beer. And Monster. <laughs> we, the the, the, the night is sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. There's so much stuff I didn't talk about and <laughs> show you. On. Um <laughs> If anyone is a gamer, I'm sure gamers don't listen to this podcast. No, I don't. Um, only uh, <laughs> uh, people in the DSA. Um, <laughs> but if gamers do, they'll probably be angry about all the things that I didn't talk about <laughs> or show you. Okay. Uh, shall we say goodbye? Bye. Bye. Say bye, Jen. Bye. Wow. I've never uh, listened to this podcast before, and uh, <laughs> uh, now I see the high production value. This is, a, this is a pretty setup. fucking tight. Yeah.
they'll tell you where to go, but they won't.